Welcome to Encompass Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us today. To share your story of what God has been doing in you and through you, take a moment to email us at amen at encompass.org.au. Enjoy today's message. Thank you, Pastor John, for that introduction. You guys can take your seats. Um, it's been a very um, humbling moment for uh, my wife, Alyssa, and I this week. And um, <clears throat> she's actually uh, homesick with the kids. We're, we're just trying to get all these sicknesses out of us before we take it on, uh, before the 10th. Um, but listen, before we get into the Word this morning, I think it was... Uh, I think it's really important that I just stop and say thank you to a few people uh, that are in the room and, and, and maybe not in the room. But I just wanted to, and we're going we're gonna to come to the Word very soon, but I just, I just wanted to read a few things. I, I just want to say thank you to uh, our congregation here in Bandura, in Doreen, and in Craigieburn. A heartfelt thank you that uh, you would acknowledge the call of God over our life. You know, you would not just go, oh, yeah, but you would actually endorse us as your next senior pastor. It's, it's an extremely humbling moment um, to kind of go, hey, you've seen, you've seen our growth moments on platform and off platform. You know, uh, you've seen all those moments, but yeah, you're saying, hey, I can see God's hand over their lives. We, 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 it's not something that we take lightly, and we're extremely grateful for that, and, um, and we thank you for that. Uh, it says in the Bible to honour your parents. And uh, I just want to say thank you to my parents, uh, Ed, Diddy, and Esther. <laughs> if you think I'm crazy, uh, just blame them. Um, but, you know, they, they've, they've unconditionally supported uh, my, my sister and I when we were younger and now, but also now my, my wife and I. Uh, and, you know, they, the only reason I know how to serve is because of my parents. It's what I saw in them. Uh, from a very early age. And so I'm so grateful for the, the love, the kindness, the grace that you've shown both Alyssa and I. They, they serve us now through helping us with our kids to release us in ministry. And, and it's just a, a beautiful thing. So I thank you for that. To, the, to our board and team, uh, we just thank you for your support, uh, the way you, you carry the burden with us, for your prayers, for all the support that you give us. You know, um, The fact that you choose to journey with us is an, is an amazing thing. Like you, you know, it's one thing to kind of uh, spectate, but to join and say, hey, we are with you 100%. We just want to thank uh, the board and team. And obviously to Pastor John and Lois, our incredible pastors. Um, I was trying to work out how do you do this without making it sound like a, an award ceremony. Um, but I think it is important that we give honour where honour is due. And this, I've written out a few things and I'm going to read them, but... I thought the best way to describe these amazing people, these amazing senior leaders, is to describe what they were handed over to now what they hand over now. And I'm just going to give you a glimpse here. And we're going to get a glimpse over the next few weeks and months. But, but this, is, this is what I know, is that when John and Lois became senior pastors here, they took on a church that had minimal resources and a building that needed significant work. You got to understand, what you see now was not here before. Okay, but now they hand over a church that have gone through multiple million dollar building projects, a significant auditorium, a range of multi-purpose rooms, a foyer where people can connect with. They, they hand over resources in the bank, like as in they did not receive that, but this is how they hand over. 
What a beautiful thing. When they became senior pastors, they took on a church that needed love, care, and was going through a sensitive and difficult time. But they hand over a church now that is healed and continues to heal. They hand over a church that's strong, that's multinational, multi-generational. A church that has a great sense of strength and unity, and we are so grateful for that. Some of you may not know this, when they took on this church 25 years ago, our school, Northside Christian College, was potentially going to close down. And, and that is a reality. And we have to, to honour them is to actually acknowledge that. Because now they hand over a school that is growing, thriving. And they carried, he chaired a board through some very difficult times. And now he hands over this, this church and this school now in strength. The place is exploding with growth, over 600, 700 students. When John and Lois became senior pastors, they took on one church with a couple of hundred people. And now they hand over our Bandura campus, our Doreen campus, our Craigieburn campus, three strong, healthy, vibrant churches, one church, three locations, a church that is a spiritual home to many. So we say thank you so much. Come on, could you stand to your feet in every location, whether you're in Craigieburn, in Doreen right now. We say thank you so much. The legacy that you have built is amazing. We love you. You are always our pastors. We are so grateful for your leadership. Very grateful. And I, I pray that this is one of many times that we set a culture of honour in our church. You guys can take your seats. When people stood up on Sunday night, I turned to us and I go, what do you do when people stand and start clapping? I'm like, what do you do? And um, it's, it's a bit of a funny thing. But um, shall we get into the, wo- the word this morning, church? The world. <laughs> uh, let's pray. Thank you, Patrikos. Appreciate that. I've got to, I've got to uh, kind of switch now. Um, but there's going to be many times of honouring. Can I encourage you if... Um, you're going, I want to say thank you to John and Lois, or I want to just acknowledge their leadership. Would you start writing down those thoughts, thinking of those thoughts? We're going to give you an opportunity to actually share those thoughts with them. And so that's an incredible thing too. So Luke chapter 8, verses 4 to 8. Let's... Whoa, someone does... No, I'm just saying. Uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 48. Let's read the word together and let's see what happens. While a, crowd, while a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. Everyone say parable. He told this story, and this is what it says. A farmer uh, went out to sow, sow his seed. He was scattering the seed and some fell along the path. It was trampled and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground where it came up and the plants withered because there was no moisture. Other seeds fell amongst thorns, which grew up and they then choked the plants. But still, other seed fell on good soil. Everyone say good soil. Fell fell on good soil and it came up and yielded a good crop, a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out and said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear it. You know, um, today... Uh, you might have thought, oh, they're going to announce the, the new senior pastor-elect. It's not, it's, I'm not there yet. Um, uh, but the senior pastor-elect. And you might go, oh, he's probably going to share about like, the future 
and, and, and maybe where we're all going and, and how we're all going to jump on a bus and go somewhere. But I thought it is really important in this season not to just talk about the future, but to actually acknowledge the season of transition that we're in. The season of change that we're in. And whether you're in Doreen, whether you're in Craigieburn, whether you're here in Bandura, we are in a season of change. You know, change happens a lot in our lives, like all the time. And, and whether you like it or not, whether, it, whether you, know, you see it coming or not, change actually is always happening. And today, I want to talk about, or I've called this message, Hearts in Transition. Hearts in Transition and the posture of our hearts when change takes place. The posture of our hearts. Because the thing is, when Jesus is talking about this soil, he's actually not talking about premium soil. He's actually talking about our hearts. When he's talking about rocky ground and pathway ground, or he's talking about our thorny ground and good soil, he's talking about the position of our hearts, soil conditions. The pathway represents a hard heart. Rocky ground represents a shallow heart, crops that grow quickly but don't last. Thorny grounds represent a crowded heart, too much going on to actually put God as priority. But yet good soil represents a good heart. Good soil represents a good heart. Where there is good heart, there is health, there is growth, there is multiplication. You know, the Bible on, on many occasions addresses the conditions and the positions of our heart. It always talks about our heart. It says, blessed are the pure in heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Create in me a clean heart. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. You see, our condition, our soil condition, is pivotal to our spiritual growth and our relationship with God. The position and the condition of your soul, of your heart, is pivotal to your relationship and your growth in God, in your maturing in God. But who knows that, that it's, it's hard to keep a track of this little fella. Like, you know, you know it's, it's kind of always, it's kind of hard to work out what our hearts are feeling at times. Jeremiah chapter 17 confirms this. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who could know it. Verse 10, it actually talks about only God knows the hearts and knows the minds of man. One of the hardest times, though, to track our hearts is when change is happening. And some of you are going, what are you talking about? But maybe you're feeling a little bit uneasy or maybe something's happened in your life where change has taken place. It's actually sometimes quite difficult to track how our hearts are going. And so, you know, for example, I don't know if you remember, but... When, I, when Alyssa and I, I was about to say when I had a baby, uh, when Alyssa had a baby and I was there uh, supporting her, holding her hand. But, but who knows, your hearts are filled with joy. Like, who, who's, yeah, everyone's hearts, yep, Doreen, Craven, everyone's hearts are full of joy. But who knows, your hearts are also freaking out at the same time. Like, as in it is one extreme or the other, the change is taking place, but you're feeling both ways of, like, going joy and going, oh, my goodness, what is happening in my life right now? Can I do this parenting thing? Like, you know, when you got married and all of a sudden you're the happiest person in the world, but then you're also grieving at the same time, going, I miss my parents, or, you know, I miss my home, I miss my other bed, you know, whatever it could be, like, as in, you know, you've got joy and you're happy, but yet in this changing season, in this moment of transition, it's kind of going, man, like, I don't know, I don't 
know how I feel about this. Maybe you're starting or finishing a job. There's a sense of accomplishment, right? There's a sense of, yes, I did it. I made it. I got it. But then there's also this feeling of kind of going, what do I do now? Like, am I good enough for this thing? Like, there's the, you're stepping into an unknown space. Yes, you might go, I'm sure you're happy about being the senior pastor, elect, um, and, and, it's, and it's a fantastic thing, but, but the reality is it's also a scary thing. There's an unknown ahead of us all. I don't know, for the gardeners in the room, have you heard of the, the term transplanting? You know transplanting? Joey, you get transplanted, right? Which, when you move a plant from one place to another, um, I decided to do that last year. It was just a small little grey leaf plant. It was about, you know, half a metre. And I moved it from the backyard to the front yard. <clears throat> Sorry, from the front yard to the backyard. And I just, I thought, how hard can this be? Dig the hole, put a new hole in, and just trans- transplanting, you know, move the plant into new soil. Anyway, I do this, water it heavily, because everyone's going to tell me you didn't water it. I watered it, trust me. And four weeks, five weeks in... The thing dies completely. <laughs> this is not funny. This is serious. It was a really nice plant. When people came over, they would be like, what happened to that thing? You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those, you know when you take photos of all your other cool plants and then you're like, going, what happened to this? It was like one of those situations. And anyway, we're having this random conversation in the office, and I don't want to point any figures, but this person I did not think knew anything about plants, okay? And it wasn't Raph. It was someone else. Um, and it actually was not Raph. And, and I was saying, oh, I transplanted this plant. I moved this plant from here to here. I changed the the soil of this plant and it died. And then she said, and I don't want to, it's a she, it's cut it down to 50%. (laughs) All right, it was Diana, okay? I just want to, I just want to be honest here. I didn't believe it. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Well, we were going to guess the whole time. I just thought, let's not distract people from God speaking to them. But, but, but she said, the plant's in shock. I said, what? And she said, the plant's in shock. And I, and I thought to, in my head, I thought, what do you know about plants? Like, as in, you know, I was like, it's not true. Like, as in, come on, I know what I'm doing. And I looked it up on Google to confirm what Diana had said. And she was right. Who would have thought it? Not that she was right, but the fact that shocks go into plant, uh, plants go into shock. The plant, so literally, like, as in I had to, to kind of realise that this plant was kind of in shock, and, and plant shock is when changes happen to the environment, when change takes place. Some of you don't, don't even realise it, but maybe you're in shock. And not just to a church transition, but maybe a life transition that's taking place. And if you do not attend to the soil, if you do not kind of work the soil, put some fertiliser on it, some sea soil in it, put some support around it, let me tell you something, you don't want to get stuck in shock. But we have to learn how to nurture our hearts, our soil, to make sure that we move through this transition, this change, and go from strength to strength. Amen? So here's the thing. We have to work our hearts. We have to work our soil. This transition is not just about John and Lois. It's not just about Alyssa and Jason. But it's about our church family. Whether you're here in Bandura or Craigieburn or Doreen, we are all going through change right now. And it's so important. And some of you are going, I'm just visiting today. But maybe you're visiting and maybe this is for your change that's taking place in your hearts or in your lives. 
But when change takes place, we have to attend to our hearts. We have to actually look at the soil. We have to look at what we're going through and go, hey, I've got to make sure I stay good as good soil and have a good heart through it. We all need to give attention to our hearts, protect them, guard and develop healthy hearts to grow in this season. So today I want to talk about, as I said, hearts in transition and the posture The posture we need to take when change takes place. As I said, maybe you're going through a different sort of change in your life. Maybe you just had a baby. Maybe you just got married. Maybe you're leaving something, starting something, cutting back in an area. But the posture of our hearts when change takes place. Posture number one is that you and I as a church, we need to have a posture of honor. Let me say that again so Doreen can hear me. You and I need to have a posture of honour in this period of time when change is taking place. Romans 12 verse 10, honour one another above yourselves. Honour is to highly esteem, to value, to respect, to treat as weighty. Dishonour is to treat as common, to tear down. You know, honour is not hierarchical, by the way. It is not just upwards or just down. It is crossways. It goes every single direction. We are to honour one another. You know, we could do a heart check right now and ask, you know, are you more inclined to treat people with a sense of value and respect or do you treat them as common? And do we tear down? I think we live in a society now, let's be honest here, it is more uh, dishonouring than honouring. We are more inclined to tear down and maybe critique over treat as valuable and show respect to. You know, when things are changing, when things are in transition, when things are moving around us, shifting around us, there is a pace attached to it. It goes fast. It's go, go, go. And it can feel a little bit destabling, but you and I need to make a decision to go slow. Honour slows down. Love slows down. To honour in this season is actually to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to stop and I'm going to genuinely care for the people around us. I'm going to genuinely, when I speak to someone in the foyer, when I speak to someone I'm sitting next to, I'm going to genuinely care for what's taking place. It goes, honour goes up, down. And so I I remember Alyssa and I went to this conference a few uh, months ago and no one knew about the transition there. And um, Alyssa and I were like, how are we going to avoid when people say, hey, what's happening in your life? And you're going, nothing. And you're going, everything. You know, like as in when you kind of just maybe, I remember when Alyssa was first pregnant, we wanted to kind of keep it on the low for the first 20 weeks. And like, we were like, please don't ask us any questions about this. So, because we don't want to lie. And we didn't lie. We just avoided a lot of things uh, and told a little white lie. No, just saying, uh, but, but you, you kind of tend to try and work out how you navigate these conversations. And anyway, after a couple of lunches, we hung out with a few different pastors and leaders from other churches. And, and then Alyssa said to me at the end of them, she said, hey, how did you avoid the question? And I said, I didn't have to. Because they all just talked about themselves the whole time. <laughs> I said, this was the easiest thing ever. I go, they were all consumed about themselves. Can I tell you something? <laughs> Not just pastors, leaders. No, definitely pastors, leaders. But can I tell you something? You can miss honour because you're so consumed with yourself. You can, you can actually miss moments of honour and slowing down to say, I'm going to love this person. I'm going to care for this person. Let me tell you something. You're not the only one going through things. 
Everyone is going through things. I remember we were saying to our staff a few weeks ago, I go, this transition is the, not, not the only thing taking place in our lives. There is other stuff going on and we need to care for each other. But we need to take advantage. We need to take a moment to actually honor. We need to give honor where honor is due. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is in your power of hand, do it. Make sure you honor those around us. In seasons of change, it is so easy to put honor on a shelf because you're so worried about what you're going through that you forget what others are going through. You actually can be misguided and go, oh, what's taking place here? You know, we have an incredible opportunity in this season to honor our pastors that have served us for 25 years. And I know you're going through stuff, but let's make sure that you don't just make it about you and that you go, hey, they have blessed us so much. They led us through so many seasons. Make sure that you take a moment to honor. It, what an incredible opportunity as a church we have to set a culture of honor. Because you might go, and, and again, in, in, when you're not in this mode, when your heart and your posture is not postured to honor, sometimes you can, get, you can be like, I'm so excited about the future. Do you know what I mean? I, can you, can you, can you, I can't wait for the next 30 years. I can't wait for the next year. It's going to be amazing. Let me tell you something. The future wouldn't look too bright if it wasn't for the 70 years that went before us. If you don't honor the past, if you don't honor the present and the future, let me tell you something. You could look for a glorious future, but it wouldn't have looked so good if it wasn't for the sacrifice, for the leadership, for the continual commitment to the house of God. You need to honor. Honor sets you up for the future. Honor is always important. It is always important, but it is pivotal in seasons of transition. It's pivotal. At our campuses, honor your pastors and leaders. Honor each other. You know, um, maybe you're going through a change at work, right? And maybe pressure is getting to you at work. Make sure you don't bring dishonor to the household, though. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I'm so, under so much pressure, things are changing. There's so much things taking place, but yet you begin to dishonor your wife and kids at home. Honor is always a priority, no matter what you're going through. Maybe you're in a relational pressure, and that one relational pressure is creating dishonor in the rest of your life. We're going to make sure that we have a posture. Our hearts are in a posture of honor. A posture of honor helps our hearts stay healthy and good. Romans 13, 7, give to everyone what you owe them. If it's taxes, give them taxes. If it's revenue, give them revenue. If it's respect, respect, honor, then honor. You know, I think one of the misconceptions here, though, is that we mix up honor and glory. And some of you are going, oh, I don't want to give them the wrong idea. If I honor them too much, they're going to get a big head, you know, like as in that's not good. But you're confusing honor with glory. Glory is only for God. Isaiah 42, it's very clear. I am the Lord God. That is my name, he says. And he doesn't just say that is my name, but he says glory is just for me. That is not a comparison situation. It's not that I get glory and then he gets glory more. It's just there is a no compete situation here. He is the only one that gets glory. It does not say in the Bible, give glory to where glory is due. It says give honor where honor is due. God does not share glory with anyone. I was at Australia Zoo with um, Pastor Mark and um, he's actually, no, he's not still there. Uh, I'm just joking. 
It's because we're streaming. It's a joke, Mark. Calm down. All right. It was, I just thought, you know, he's streaming. It's, you know, it's just funny. Um, anyway, but there was this moment that they were doing a crocodile presentation. And then at the end of this presentation, they, they begin to talk about the founders of the zoo, right? And the founder of the zoo had, had passed away, and they, they shared a video. They did a minute silence, and then they clapped. And I was saying to Mark at the time, we were walking out, I'm like, oh, dude, like, that made me feel like really awkward because it was kind of like, it was like a God thing, like as in glory is only for God. And I feel like in this moment, this, this organisation may have been creeping honour towards glory and, and the thing is glory is not for anyone else except God. The thing is, is that when you glorify something, you get stuck there. Change management, let's do this. If you, get, if you start to glorify your past, the glory days, the good old days, I wouldn't be surprised if you're stuck in the past. And even if it's negative, you can actually get stuck there. You begin to idolize it. You begin to worship it. If you glorify the present or the future, let me, let's be honest here, you can actually get stuck there too. I can't wait. The, the, the future is going to be so glorious. Or maybe you say things about the present going, it's not going to get better than this. You begin to idolize you begin to glorify what you're in or where you're going. Let me tell you something. We had to honor the past, present, and future, but we're not to glorify it. If glory gets you stuck, honor keeps you sweet. This is what you need to know. Honor will continually keep your heart sweet. When you honor the past, when you honor the present, when you honor the future, it will keep your heart sweet. It will keep good soil taking place, a posture that will say, you know what, God, you are going to bless this. You're going to be in this because honour is going to the people around us, but only glory goes to God. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. Second posture we're going to talk about is the posture of grace. A posture of grace. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. This is what it says. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Be kind and compassionate to your senior pastor elect. Uh, forgiving each other. Just as in Christ God. That was not that funny, but I'll take it. Um, but forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. Um, so before the AGM, that, that was last week, um, things were a little tense. I wasn't stressed out, a little bit stressed out. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> when, when uh, so every week, uh, Lois, myself, John and Alyssa, it's a weird way to say it, but we, we kind of, uh, we, we see each other for dinner or whatever. But one morning, we were dropping off the kids at their house. And this is, again, before the AGM, before all the other stuff that was taking place. And can I tell you, and I've asked permission to share this. Look at all your ears prick up now. Uh, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but I, I, what happened was is that um, the, the house was tense. It was very clear to me that John and Lois were fighting, okay? It was also very clear to me, what they didn't know when we walked in is that Alyssa and I were fighting. 
So we walk in and bullets are flying everywhere. No, uh, it was like Matrix. No, it wasn't like that at all. But, but it was a really tense room. Like, as in, and we were all being a bit shorter and sharper with each other, lovingly with our kids around, going, hey, uh, but like, as in, so it was a bit of a juggling act. And I said to John yesterday, oh, do you mind if I share this? He goes, I don't recall this at all, but <laughs> come on, come on, mate. I remember it. No. But, but this is what I remember when we were leaving the house. John and Lois, I think it was John, okay. This is, John goes, you know what? In this season, things are going to be a bit tense. And this is what he said. He said, hey, we all just need to have a little bit of extra grace. Everyone say extra grace. A little bit of extra grace for each other in this season. In moments of change and transition, we've got to have extra grace for each other. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Bear with each other, forgive one another. If any of you have grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgives you. Can I just say, you know, if right now you're going through change in an area of your life, I don't, have a, I don't need to be a prophetic voice here to say, you are probably not um, managing other areas of your life very well. It's probably a little bit intense. At the moment, Proverbs 25 says, don't jump to conclusions. There may be a perfectly good explanation for what you just heard or saw. A, a posture of grace, let me tell you something, in all our campuses, this is so important, a posture of grace believes the best in each other. A posture of grace forgives quickly. A posture of grace, especially during changing times, assumes the best, not the worst. You know, um, if you've ever watched someone, and, and I think, you know, when you talk to a lot of people that maybe have started a new job, or maybe they just got married, or they just had a baby, I don't know, I just tend to give them a little bit of room, right? Like, you give them a little bit of extra space, because things are happening in their lives, and they're not functioning at their best. When change takes place, we need to have extra grace for each other. Can we be a church that's going to extend grace? in our campuses, here in this room? Would we extend grace to one another? You know, I'll be honest here. I know, uh, I don't know about Alyssa. Nah, Alyssa too, but I'm going to need your grace. We are going to need your grace. It will be impossible, and, and this is now we're talking to the life of the church right now, okay? But I am not going to have the wisdom of and in. I was going to say intelligence. No, uh, but I'm not going to have the polish, the, the, the experience of a 65-year-old leader. It is impossible for me to do that. But you've got to extend grace. Like, I don't want to blow anyone's mind here, but we're going to make some mistakes. We're going to get things wrong at times. And, and the fact is, we'll own it where we need to own it. We'll, you'll hear us say sorry more than most. But the fact is, we need your grace. We need to all have a little bit of extra grace. I'm not going to always say things the way you like them to be said. But if you hear it with grace, it's all good. If you hear it with, it's, I don't like the way he said it, but I see his heart here. All of a sudden, we're in a good place. Now I'm going to offend you. And I'm so sorry in advance but elect, I'm nearly there, it should be right. Um, <laughs> as much as Alyssa and I are not where we need to be, and we're, we're not, you know, we're, we're going to grow into this, as Pastor John was saying, you're not where we want you to be. 
Let me just say that one more time if you just missed it, because I just want to make sure this is very clear for everyone. Doreen, Craig, Vinless, as a congregation, you are not where we want you to be. And you may not respond how we want you to respond at times. But let me tell you something. The grace that you extend us, if we extend it to you, what a beautiful place this will be. What a beautiful house this will be. A place of grace. A place where the world is going, how, how do you guys function? How are you guys moving? Well, it's a place of grace. It's where we accept each other as they are. But at the same time, we have grace for We love them through. I'm not sure about that change that they made this week. Oh, I don't know. Looks a little bit strange. But you know what? i got a bit of grace. Extra grace this season. Um, let's just give it a go. Let's just see what happens. You know, I wouldn't normally do this, but grace tells me I am just, I'm all in. Grace says to me, I'm going to have a crack and, and I'm going to have a go. A posture of grace. I'll be honest, it's the type of church I want to be part of. A posture of grace keeps our hearts humble. It's going, you know what? Just as Christ forgave me, I'm extending that same forgiveness. I'm apologizing, I'm owning it, and we're going, hey, let's move together in grace and with grace. Amen? Amen. I'm going to invite the worship team up right now, and we're going to finish. Last posture. Um, So a posture of, what was the first one? A posture honor. And then the second one was a posture of grace. Last one is a posture of prayer. A posture of prayer. Everyone say prayer. You know, at 9.30 today, we, we had a prayer meeting, and, and this, this is my encouragement to all of us. Would you, it's more important than this meeting. Our prayer meeting at 9.30 before this service is more important than this meeting. A couple of weeks ago, I said, I'll repeat myself again. When we do fasting and prayer as a church, don't just leave it to the pastors and prayer team to do it, but be part of it. Come along this journey with us. We need to have a posture of prayer. In seasons of transition and change, a posture of prayer points us to God's sovereignty. Let me say that again. In seasons of transition and change, a posture of prayer points us to God's sovereignty, that God is in control, that He is with us. You know, I don't know everyone's circumstances in the room, and I don't know how everyone's feeling about the changes that are taking place in their life personally or even in our church. But prayer is giving God every opportunity for us to hear Him and for Him to hear us. 1 John 5.14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Repeat that after me, He hears me. We don't just pray to change God's mind. We pray so that God changes our hearts. This is the sovereignty of God. When our hearts are troubled, when our hearts are hardened like and and on rocky and thorny soil, we pray. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious. Do not be troubled. Do not let your heart be offended. Do not let your heart go through uh, change like this. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, give thanks and present your request to God. It's in a posture of prayer that we submit our hearts to God. We connect. We commune. He hears us and we hear Him. If, it's, if a posture of honour keeps us sweet, if a posture of grace keeps us humble, let me tell you, a posture of prayer keeps us trusting God. 
keeps looking to God. He is the ultimate authority. He is the ultimate source. It keeps our hearts in the best position possible. That is looking to God. That is seeking God. That is knocking. And that is asking. Devote yourselves to prayer, it says in Colossians chapter 4. Prayer keeps you and I close to the heart of God. The more we're praying, the more we are closer to God. And let me tell you something, a heart that is close to God, that's going to be good soil. A heart that is close to the heart of God is going to be good soil. In all allocations, let's be honest here, change is happening everywhere. Everywhere. But would we pay close attention to our hearts? Would we pay close attention to what's taking place? If maybe things are getting a little bit hard, Maybe things are getting a little bit rocky and shallow. Maybe things are getting a little bit busy. Would we tend to our hearts and say, God, would you help me? Would we posture our hearts to say, God, I want to have a heart of honour. I don't want to just go, 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 but I want to slow down and I want to acknowledge, I want to honour people around. I want to honour and give you glory. Would we tend to our hearts and say, can I have grace for people? Because I've received the grace of God. And we continue to pray and connect to the heart of God. In every location, would you just bow your heads? Would you close your eyes this morning? This morning we've spoken into the, the posture of our hearts. And we heard this passage of scripture about a hard heart, a shallow heart, a busy heart, and a good heart. Today, I want to extend an invitation to everyone in the room, everyone in Doreen, everyone in Craigieburn this morning. I want to ask you, what is your relationship with God like? Is it time to make a decision for Him? And maybe you came in with a hardened heart. Maybe you came in with a rocky heart or a position that is not with God or far away from God. I want to tell you something. The best decision you could ever make is a decision for Jesus. And I believe the fact that you're in this room, the fact that you can hear this word today, says to me, there is good soil here. There is potential here. And hear the word of God today. Jesus loves you and he gave his life for you. He left heaven, lived a perfect life, but died on the cross for your sins. He didn't just die, but He rose again three days later so that we could live freely, so that we could have eternal life, so that we could have relationship with the Father. That is good news. That is good news. You don't have to sign up for something. You don't have to jump through hoops. All you have to do is decide to follow Him. Believe in your hearts that He died on the cross for you, that He rose again three days later. If you want to make this life-changing decision this morning in every campus, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you want to move from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, if you want to make a life-changing, a, a destiny-changing decision this morning, this will change your life. This will transform you. Right now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, we just lift your hand right now, and we're going to pray a short prayer together. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Anyone else in this room? Come on, do not be shy. 
across this room. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking. And I see that hand. Anyone else? Yep, I see that hand also. Yes. Anyone in our locations believing that people are giving their heart to God this morning, choosing to follow Him? Right now, as one family across Doreen, Craigburn, here in Bundura, would you repeat this prayer after me? Lord, this day, I invite you into my life. I choose to follow you. Thank you for dying for my sin, rising again so that I could live freely. Come live in me, change me, transform me by your power as I commit my life to you. Amen. Come on, can we put our hands together for the hands that came up? Thanks for listening to this week's message from Encompass Church. If today's message has impacted you and you want to give your life to Jesus, if you need prayer or if you want to get connected to the church, please contact us at office at encompass.org.au. Never miss a moment by following us online. Search for Encompass Church on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Thank you.